So we are here in the Gemara on the Fayin Gimel, about five to ten lines from the top, by the two dots, the last word on the line where it says Itma. This Gemara is sort of a continuation to the Machlekes of Abaya and Rava that we had yesterday regarding the concept of Mesasek. What we discussed yesterday was a case where a person cut something, he thought that it was detached from the ground, and then uh, he ends up cutting something else, according to Rashi, that's the pshat, he ends up cutting something else which is attached to the ground. According to Teisvis, the pshat is that it turns out that what he was trying to cut was really attached to the ground. So the question is, is this a case of misasik? He was trying to do a malacha which is allowed. He was trying to, it's not a malacha, he was trying to cut something which is detached and he ends up cutting something which is attached. Ravi says, Potter, that's misasik. He wasn't trying to do a malacha at all. Abayah says he's chayev. He was trying to cut. He was trying to do the action of the malacha, so he's chayev. So the Gemara brings a similar machlekes between Abayah and Ravah. Zok the Gemara, itma, we learned the following machlekes, neskaven, lizrik, shtayim, a person intended to throw something in the Rosh Hashanah, only two amas. The shear of throwing something in Rosh Hashanah or carrying something in Rosh Hashanah to be chayev, of course, is four amas, as we learned in the first Patek. So he only threw it two amas. Vizorak arba. He's sorry, his intention, that is, was to throw it two, and he, but he ended up throwing it far enough that it landed four amas away. Rava ma, Rava says, Potter. Rava says, because the, what he intended to do is not a malacha at all, so therefore he's Potter. Even if what came out was something that he did not intend, it, uh, but, and that is a malacha, but he's, because he didn't intend to do this, he's Potter. Abaya Omar, Abaya says, Chayef. So the Gemara now explains this. Rav Omar Potter, Rav says the reason why this person is Potter for doing this, because the Ha, the Bach says, the Ha, he's not at all intending to throw at this distance of four Amis to be Chayev. So when it happens, it's something that, like as if it happened by itself, it's not with his intention at all, he was trying to do one thing and something else comes out, Potter. Abayah says, you are chayiv, because the person is intending to throw. True, he's intending to throw less, only two amas, but he's intending to do the action of throwing, and therefore when it lands in four amas, he intended to throw. So that's enough that he intended to do the action of the malacha to be chayiv. So this is, again, very similar to the case we had before. A person intends to cut, but he thinks he's cutting something which is detached, and he ends up cutting something which is attached to the ground. Abayah says he intended to cut, and that's enough to make him chayv. Rava, uh, so the Gemara gives another example now. A person thinks that he's in a Rosh and he's carrying four Amas, the Nimtzas Rosh and it turns out that he's in a Rosh Rava, again, Rava says, Potter is Potter because he did not intend at all to do a malacha. He thinks he's doing an action of just carrying something around in the Rosh Hashayachet. Abayah says he's Chayev because he's intending to do the action of carrying. As the Gemara explains now, Rava, Potter, the Haloi Machavan, the the Isura. He did not have the intention to throw it, the four Amis in it, Rosh Hashayachet, which is forbidden. He thinks he's in Rosh Hashayachet. He is having the kavana to throw, the action of the malacha he has the kavana for. Although he thinks he's doing it in a permitted manner, but he has the kavana for the action of the malacha. If it turns out that it's in the Rishus Rabin where it's forbidden, it's going to be Asa. He's doing, he had the kavana for this malacha and it's going to be, he's going to be Chayev. 
So we have basically now three cases where Rav and Abaya argue about this concept that are very similar. He's having the kavana for the action, but he's not having the kavana for the action in a way that it would be a malacha, that it would be forbidden, whether regarding the chaytech, cutting, whether regarding Dal Damas and the Rosh where he thought he's throwing it less than the shear, or he thought that he's in the Rosh So why do we need the argument of Abaya and Rav in all of these cases? We need to say this machloikis of Abai and Rav in all these cases. If we would only have the first case regarding the cutting, thinking that it's detached, and it turns out being that he's cutting something which is attached to the ground. I would say maybe only there Rav said your potter. Why? He has absolutely no intention to cut in a way that would be forbidden. He wants to cut something which is already detached from the ground. <clears throat> so in that case, Rav is lenient and says that it's Mesasik, he's Potter. If a person intends to throw two Amis, and it lands in, in a distance of four Amis, that he would be Chayev. To throw four without having the distance of two is impossible to get to the distance of four amas it has to pass through the distance of two amas so perhaps over here he would agree to abaya because when it landed four amas part of the intention of what he intended to do to throw two amas happened to get to that space of four amas it has to pass through the two Amis, which he intended to do. So it's not two completely different things, like in the case where he's cutting, thinking that it's detached, and he ends up cutting something which is attached. Over here, the two leads to the four. So what he intended to do happened. So I would say maybe here is Maidita that he would be Chayev. So therefore, we have to teach me the second case that even here, Rav says, Yepata. And if we'd say only this uh, second case here, then I would say, Perhaps only here, Rav says that he's Potter. After all, his intention is not to throw that distance of four Amas. And in the third case, where a person throws it four Amas. He thinks he's in the Rosh Yachid, and he turns out to be in the Rosh Hashanah. He actually intends to do the entire action of throwing it the distance of four Amas. Maybe in such a case I would say that he agrees to Abaya since he intended to do this entire action. His only mistake was the location where he is. He thought he's in the Rosh While he's really in the Rosh here perhaps he agrees to Abaya that he would be Chayev. This is not Masasik. We need this last case to teach me that he is Potter, according to Rava. Now the Gemara brings a Mishnah, which we're going to learn shortly, Tnan. It says in the Mishnah, Ovis Melochis Arboim Choser Achas. There are 39 Melochis. Vinum, by the question was asked, and we brought this up already twice before. Minyana Lomali. Why is it necessary to give this number? To teach me that if all of them were done, Behelamechad, that he forgot, he had forgot all of the Melochis. And it was a Shigigas Malachis. He knew about Shabbos, but he forgot about the Isra of all the Malachis. It was a Zodan Shabbos, that is. He was aware of Shabbos and he forgot about the Malachis. Chayev, Akol Achas, Achas, you could be Chayev to bring 39 Chatois for all of the Malachis that he, for, for, that he forgot and, he for, and he, if he did all these Malachis in one Shabbos. So the question now is Bishloy Melabayim. Now, if he forgot about all the Malachis, 
So what does he know about Shabbos? What does this person know? So according to Abayi, we could say, the Omar, ki hai gavnem, chayiv. So Abayi says that in this case that we mentioned before, a person that's intending to throw two Amas, and it ends up landing four Amas. In such a kind of case, it would be chayiv, mishkach aslo, di yoda, di sura, the Shabbos. He knows the Isser of Shabbos. He also knows all the Malachas of Shabbos. And the case over here is, like we mentioned in the, uh, what Abai is talking about, that he makes a case, uh, he makes the mistake in the Shear, meaning he intended to throw only two and it ends up landing four. And the same thing with all of the other Malachas of Shabbos. He wanted to do it less than the Shear and it ends up happening like the Shear. And therefore, Bishaygig, he's doing the Malacha. So he knows of Shabbos. And he also knows there's, 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 there's a shigigas malachis because he intended to do it less than what the shear of the malacha is and it happens more. In such a case, he would be high for all 39 malachis because it's a zodden Shabbos. He's fully aware of Shabbos. He's actually aware of the malachis also. But it's just that the, the, the shigig is the way he's doing the malacha. And he's doing all 39 malachas in such a way that he intended to do one thing and another thing ends up happening b'shaygig. And then he would be high of 39 for all of them. That would make sense according to Abaya. <coughs> but Rav says that in such a kind of case where he intended to do less of a share and it ends up happening more of a share, he would be totally potter because that's misasik that does not fall under the category of shaygig. Heichi mishkachasla. What's the case over here? If this person doesn't know of any of the 39 malachas, so that practically means he doesn't know of Shabbos. As we learned this question already in the Gemara before. If he doesn't know of Shabbos at all, so then he should be high of only one, not 39. So what do we have to answer? Bezodn Shabbos v'shigigas malachis. This person is aware of Shabbos, but he's unaware of all of these malachis. But how is that possible? If he's unaware of all of the malachis, so what does he know about Shabbos? So here we have again a review of what we learned in the Gemara before. We could explain this according to the opinion of Rabbi Yechen and the Omar. As we learned before, Rabbi Yechen says, If a person forgot only the punishment of Kodis about the malachis, although he remembers the Isser itself, the Lav itself, so that's considered to be a shaygig, just forgetting the punishment of Kodis. So the case over here is, this person is aware of Shabbos, in what sense? He knows of the Yisrael of Shabbos. He knows of the Yisrael of Shabbos pertaining to all 39 Malachas. So the only thing he forgot is the Kodis of the 39 Malachas, and that's enough for him to become Chayiv in all 39 Malachas, even in one Shabbos. But if you follow up Shimon ben Lakish's opinion, the Omar the so the person would be a shaygig, not not enough that he doesn't know of the kodes. Not knowing of the punishment is not a shaygig. Only if you do not know the aveda at all, you don't know the kodes, you don't know the lav, then you're a shaygig. So the yadol al shabbos b'may. If in one shabbos he forgot totally about all thirty nine malachas, so he doesn't know about shabbos at all. So he's not a, a Shigigas Molochais, this is a Shigigas Shabbos. He doesn't know about Shabbos at all, so why would he be Chayv 39? He should be Chayv once for not knowing Shabbos and being Machal Shabbos. Answers the Gemara. The Yadalah B'Tchumin, he's aware of the existence of Shabbos regarding the Isser of Tchumin, which is additional to the 39 Malachis, not to walk out of the Tchum Shabbos, while Akiva, following the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, that considers the Isser of Tchum Shabbos to be a Isser and not only Isser Medrabanan. 
Zok the Mishnah. So here the Mishnah finally, finally, after so many different things we learned about the Isurim and the Malachis, the Neraisa and the Rabbanon of Shabbos, the Mishnah finally gives us the list of the Lamates Malachis. We had a Taisvis in the beginning of the Masechta that explained why the Tana began with the Malacha of Hitzah, talking about the details of a Malacha of Hitzah and why didn't it begin right away with this Mishnah. If you remember, we learned it in the beginning of the Masechta. But here finally we come to all the 39 Malachis and the Gemara after the Mishnah will explain all these 39 Malachis in detail. Avis Malachis Arbaim Chaser Achas. The Avis Malachis are 40 minus 1. I mentioned this also already once before that it's explained in different places and Chesidis. The Rebbe brings it in a few places as well. I believe one of the places is Parshas Shaftim Tavshin Nun. The Rebbe spoke about this. Why the Tana uses the expression of Arboim Chaserachas and not 39. All of these malachas refer to a person's work that he does here in this world, which is ultimately for the purpose of bringing the presence of the Eibish into the world. And therefore, Arboim Chaserachas refers to the fact that what we do in this world is chaser achas. It's lacking that achas, that revelation of the unity of the oneness of Hashem. And we have to bring that achas into the world. All these different things are the uvdin, the chayl, the mundane activity that a person does in his lifetime in this world. So, what are they? Hazireya, sowing. Hachayrish, planting. Hakaitzer, reaping. Hama'amer, gathering the, in the field, gathering everything together. Vahadosh, threshing. Vahazayre, winnowing. So the threshing is when the animals step on the uh, kernels to separate the husk from the, from the kernel. And then after it's loosened and sort of separated, you throw it up into the air. So the husk falls on one side and the kernel falls on the other side. Habayre, selecting what's not edible out of what's edible. Vahatoichen, and grinding. Vahamerakid, and sifting. Halosh, kneading. Vahoife, baking. Hagoizes, sharing the wool of an animal. Vahamalabnoi and whitening it or washing it. Vahamenaptsoi and spinning it. Vahamenaptsoi, sorry, hamenaptsoi would be combing it. Vahatsoivoi and then dyeing it. Vahatoive and spinning it. Vahamesech, vahamesech would be. Remember what hamesech is. Hamesech is. Preparing the the threads for the for, for the machine that they had in those days to uh, to be able to uh, uh, weave with it. Remember, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't remember now specifically. So in order to have this machine working, so they had uh, this this loom that they had to pull the two threads that they would uh, then weave on it. So it prepares these two threads used for this loom. And weaving at least two uh, threads. Or unraveling these two threads. Tying, tying together uh, two uh, threads. Untying. Sewing together uh, at least two stitches. And you tear. Uh, uh, something that was stitched together, but it has to be for constructive purpose. Almanas to stitch it together again. Shteit fires also two stitches. Hatzad tzvi capturing a deer. Hashaychatay slaughtering it. Hamavshitay removing the hide of the animal. Hamalchay salting the hide of the animal, preparing it for tanning. Abed and the tanning. tanning the the hide of the animal. Hamemachkai smoothing it out, removing the hairs or anything else to smooth out the, the hide of the animal. Hamechatchai cutting it down to a specific size. 
Hakaisef Shtei Oisius, writing two letters. Hamoichik Almanas Lichtoiv, erasing, also for a constructive purpose, on the, to, 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 in order to write again. Shtei Oisius, two letters. Habayne, building, hasoyser, demolishing, which is also only if it's done for a constructive purpose. Hamachabe, extinguishing, also done with a constructive purpose. Vahamavir, kindling a fire. Hamake bepatish, the final blow of a hammer to finish off a vessel that was made. And finally, hamaitzi mirashos, lirashos, carrying from one domain, from rishos ayachid, to another rishos, to a rishos arabim, or vice versa. Harei elu ovis melochas aboim chosarachas. These are the 39 melochas. Okay, so the Gemara now will explain these 39 melochas. Let's start from the beginning. First, the Gemara asks the question which we mentioned already so many times before. Minyana lamali. Why does the town of the Mishnah give me the number of these melochas? If they were all performed in the same Shabbos, with one lapse of unawareness, he's going to be chayef 39 times if it was Shigigas Malachis and not Shigigas Shabbos. So the Mishnah began with Zereya sowing and then Chayrish plowing. So the question here is, this seems to be out of order. Everything else seems to be in the order of the production of when you make bread, as the Gemara says in another place, in order to bake bread. So it starts from the beginning, from the process of plowing and sowing and so on, until you have the final stage of baking the bread. But over here, the question is, this is out of order. Usually you first plow the field and then you plant and then you sow. Listni chaydesh. What is it? Tanisha first say plowing. V'hada listni zereya. And then afterwards, it should say sowing. Answers the Gemara. Tana be'eretz Yisrael koi. This Tana is an Eretz Yisrael. The Zari bereisha. They would sow first. V'hada karvi, and then they would plow the field. And the reason for this is, as Rashi explains, in Eretz Yisrael, they would plow the field first, but then they would sow, and then they would have to plow the field again in, because the earth was so hard. So in order for the seeds to be absorbed into the ground, they'd have to plow it again after sowing. That's why the Tana uses this order here in the Mishnah to teach me that this second plowing is also part of this Malacha. We learned in Abraisa Hazireya, one that sows, Vazimer, or prunes, Vanitea, or plants a tree, Vahamavrich, was when you bend down a branch into the ground and you and you uh, put it into the ground that it should begin growing another tree from this branch, Vahamarkiv, or grafting two branches together from two trees. Kulon melacha achasein. They're all part of this melacha, which is all for the purpose of causing the growth of. Whatever he's doing here, whether it's in pruning, in the case of pruning, although he's cutting a branch off, but what is he trying to do? He wants to instigate the growth and enhance the growth of the tree. So they're all part of the same malacha. What is the Tana of this Baraisa teaching me? This is what he's teaching me. If you do many malachas, but they're all really part of one and the same malacha, they're all going to be chayiv once. So all of these here, Zereya, Zemer, Neite, Mavrich, Markiv, it's all part of the same Allah of Zereya. And perhaps they're all Ovis. They're all part of, they're not even necessarily Teildes. That's all part of the Teilde of Zereya, and therefore Yechayev once. Although it's different actions, but it's for the same purpose. It accomplishes the same thing of instigating the growth. Ashi, Ami. 
Yochayev Mishum Neiteya. Pruning, Yochayev for planting. Vaha Neiteya, if you're planting, or Vaha Mavrech, if you're bending down a branch into the ground to, to start a new tree, Vaha Markev, or grafting two branches, Chayev Mishum Zereya. Yochayev for sowing, sowing that is, sorry. When you're sowing, when you're uh, sowing uh, seeds in the ground for vegetables or so it's two different things over here it seems to be separating Naitea planting first he says pruning is higher for planting and then he says planting Naitea Mavrecha Markev is higher for sowing so what is this supposed to mean? Mishum Zereya in Mishum Naitea Loi He's only higher for sowing and not for planting how could this be? How could we say that if you're planting you're only higher for sowing? Eime, no, rather say what he meant to say is af mishum zereya that these neteya mavrech markev are chayev also for the melacha of zereya and therefore what he's trying to say is if there was sowing and then along with the sowing were these three whether planting or mavrech or markev it's all considered to be part of the same melacha and therefore it's going to be chayev only once. Omer Avkahana Avkahana said zayme v'tzarech leitzim. A person is pruning, he's cutting branches, but he also needs the wood for a fireplace. He wants to use the wood. So here he's going to be twice. Once for reaping, he's going to use, he's cutting the, 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 the wood to be used for a fireplace, not just for the purpose of uh, pruning. But because he's also cutting the branches that uh, will instigate the growth of the tree, so he's doing an action which brings about the growth and therefore is high for Neteya as well. So he's high with one action twice. Um, Rav Yasef, similarly, Rav Yasef said, Hi, man, the kotl aspasta, person that cuts the aspasta, which some say is alfalfa sprouts or some kind of sprouts that also instigates the growth. As soon as you cut it, it instigates it, instigates it to grow more. Chayev shtayim, you'll be chayev twice. Achas mishum kaitzer, once for kaitzer, you're reaping and you're taking that to use for yourself to eat. And vachas mishum niteya, and also because it instigates the growth, so you're chayev for planting. Omer Abaya Abaya said a third case which is similar to this. Haiman the konef silke, a person that cuts the leaves from beets that grow on the ground. Chayev shtayim, you also chayev twice. Achas mishum kaitzer, once. For reaping, and also you're also instigating the growth of the beets that through cutting it, it grows better, it grows more. The next case in the Mishnah was plowing. We learned in Abraisha, plowing, digging, or making a ditch in the ground. It's all part of the same malacha, you're softening the ground, whether through any of these ways. He had sort of a little mount in his in his in, in, the, in the ground, and he removed it. Babayis, if it was in his house, he's going to be chayev for building. He's smoothing out and leveling the ground. That's chayev for building. If this is out in this field where he levels the field and he, he removes a mound that's there and he softens this earth by removing it, here he's for plowing. says, in the opposite case where there was a little ditch, a little hole in the in the, in the ground. and he patches it up. if it's in your house, for building, you're leveling the floor of your house. Basada, if it's out on the field, the Bach says, Chayev Mishum Chayrish. Here, you're Chayev, you're putting the 
earth into the field and you're leveling it, but it's the point is you're not high for the leveling, but for the softening of the ground over there, and by placing it into this uh, hole, you're high for, for plowing. A person that digs a hole on Shabbos. He's only doing it for the purpose not to make the hole, not to soften the ground, like it is in the case of a plowing where a person wants to soften the ground. He's only doing it for the purpose because he needs the earth for something. Potter Allah is going to be Potter. This is what's called the Malacha Lagufa. He's doing the actual action of the Malacha, but he doesn't need it for the purpose of the Malacha, which in this case would be softening the ground. He just needs the earth for some purpose. So he'll be Potter. Now, this is the opinion of Rab Shimon. Rab Shimon says the Malacha Lagufa, you're Potter, as we had a few times before her here in the Gemara. Now, even according to the opinion of Rabbi Yehud, the Amma that says, anytime you do a Malacha, and you don't need it for the purpose of the Malacha, you would be Chayev Aleha, you Chayev. So Rabbi Yehud would agree in this case. Han, Emili, when would you be Chayev? Misakin, who? Misakin, if a person is doing something for a constructive purpose. But Hai, Mekalkul, who? This individual, when he makes the hole in the ground, even though he's softening the earth in the ground, but he creates a hole. He's just ruining the, 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 the ground that was level. So he's not creating anything constructive. He's just ruining the ground. So therefore, besides being a Malach Hashem Yitzrich there's a Makalkal and therefore he would be Potter, even according to Rabbi Yehuda. The next Malach in the Mishnah was somebody that is reaping on Shabbos. Tana we learned in Abraisem, HaKoytzer, so reaping, the uh, referring to the grain that you caught, ha-baitze, cutting grapes. ha refers to cutting the um, dates. Ha-masik, cutting olives. Ha-oire, refers to figs, cutting off the figs from the tree. Kulon malacha achaseh. It's all the same malacha of reaping, harvesting, cutting, or whatever term you want to use. It's all the same malacha. And therefore, Yechayim and Shabbos. And as we learned before, it's one Malacha, and if you do all of them in the same time, you're going to be Chayiv once. Omerav Pop, Haiman de Shode Pisa Ledikla. A person threw a hard piece of earth to up to a, uh, on a date tree. Uh, he's trying to get the cluster of dates that are high up on the uh, date tree to come down. So he throws a hard piece of earth, Vasatamri. And good aim, and the dates come down. He'd be chayiv twice. One is for detaching, for taking it all from the tree. And another is because of mefarik, which means that he's, um, he's uh, opening it. He's taking it out from the place that it was closed. So the mefarik is, 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 is a part of the malacha of dosh. Dosh is when you take the kernel that is covered by the husk and you um, threshing and you separate, you loosen the kernel from the husk. So the same thing over here, when you have these dates and they're t- attached tight together in these clusters and you can't eat it that way. And then when you throw a piece of earth up to it and then it opens up and it detaches from this cluster, you're doing a similar thing to dosh, mephatic, you're sort of separating it and therefore you'll be high for that as well. Ravashi Omar, Ravashi disagrees. This is not the way you detach how you, you, you uh, cut the dates from a tree usually. This is done in a way and it's not the way to detach and open them up from their clusters and therefore you're not going to be high for either one. The next thing in the Mishnah was somebody that gathers together the things in the field, the wheat or whatever it is in the field. 
Omar Rava Rava says, we could apply this to another case. Hi, Mandekonif Milcha, a person that gathers together salt. So when they have the salt in the place that they um, use the make the salt, they take the, the water and they evaporate it until it creates the uh, the salt. So a person that gathers together the salt from this place where they make the salt, you also chayiv for gathering together the salt over there. Abai Omar, Abai disagrees. Ain imur karka. This malacha of imur of gathering together is specifically regarding things that grow in the field, not regarding any other items. The hadosh, the next, the last thing that we'll learn for today is the malacha of dosh threshing. Tone, we learned in Abraisa, hadosh threshing, which is removing the husk from the kernels. The hamenapet is referring to flax, where you bang it to remove the stalk, to soften it, to be able to take out the uh, to the flax. The hamenapet is regarding cotton, the same thing, taking the cotton to remove the hard part to be able to use it. So it's all removing and, and be able to softening it up. And removing the husk or whatever it is, the, the, the stalk, to be able to use it. Kulon melacha achaseim. They are all part of one and the same melacha that you for. Okay.